You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Today in the morning edition, a two-year-long investigation of leads to charges being brought against 53 defendants. More on the large-scale drug trafficking operation believed to be targeting Alaska. Plus, collision after collision, a driver's worst fear. It comes true on the Glen Highway's Knick River Bridge as dozens of vehicles pile up. And later, right check. Wrong name, a big Marvel movie bonus gets sent to a guy mistaken for Tom Holland as the morning edition starts now. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for waking up, joining us here on a Friday. The word of the day and into the weekend is just cold, Burr. And what did you tell me at the start of the newscast? I said there's a surprise in the seven day. It's oh. going to get colder. I mean, colder. <laughs> colder. Colder. Oh, uh, we're talking about the possibility that we're going to see several days with those temperatures sitting near or below zero for our afternoon highs, uh, with those overnight lows easily dropping anywhere from about 5 to 15 below uh, across a really good portion of South Central. We'll see even colder uh, locations as you head through uh, northern parts of the Susitna Valley. Waking up this morning, uh, we are sitting up under some clear skies. You still want to watch out for that possibility uh, for some freezing fog. We've been seeing it form each and every morning are uh, really located and nestled up against the Knick Arm as well as Cook Inlet region where we're going to see that possibility uh, for that freezing fog. And that it, uh, does include the Knick River Bridge. So again, take it easy. Anytime you have that freezing fog, uh, you are going to see a sudden drop off in that visibility. Uh, so you certainly want to make sure that you're driving for the elements and not the posted speed limit uh, itself. Now, as far as what we're going to see uh, temperature wise, getting you out the door this morning, uh, we are seeing uh, those temperatures holding steady uh, right around zero to negative uh, one degree. See if we can uh, change this. Let me go to the computer. Uh, we're going to start off this morning with those temperatures sitting uh, well below zero for parts of South Central. We've got a current temperature coming in uh, right around uh, negative two degrees with winds out of the east, northeast at three miles per hour. Uh, you can see winds, not much of an issue to start off the day. So wind chills uh, really not going to stay with us through a good portion of uh, the afternoon hours, but you can see the temperatures across the rest of South Central. We've got uh, East Anchorage, 11 below in Muldoon, 8 below in Jay Bear, and then South Anchorage seeing those temperatures hover near two below. So what we're going to begin to see across the rest of South Central, yes, we've got some clear skies to start off the morning, uh, but notice clouds beginning to increase out towards uh, Prince William Sound as well as Seward. This will bring the return to some light snow showers into the weekend. Not everyone will see that, but we are going to see uh, all of us holding on to that frigid cold air. But again, that possibility for some snow stays with us. I'll have more details on that for you coming up. It's a massive drug bust that took two years in its span from Mexico to villages here in Alaska. 53 defendants have been charged for allegedly trafficking large amounts of drugs, mostly fentanyl. Now, this is a very complex story, but it starts in California. U.S. Attorney of Alaska Lane Tucker says Heraclio Sanchez Rodriguez ran an organized crime and drug trafficking ring targeting Alaska from his prison cell in California. She says the drugs came from Mexico and inmates from Highland who were about to be released would then sell the drugs. Tucker says Sanchez Rodriguez, Tamara Bren, and Kevin Peterson allegedly killed two women, 
Sunday Powers and Cami Clark near Trapper Creek in May of last year. And according to court documents, Sanchez Rodriguez, Bren, and Peterson coordinated the kidnapping. To those that think they can bring dangerous drugs into our state without being held accountable, let this group of dedicated law enforcement officials demonstrate that we will not rest until we can find you, arrest you, and hold you accountable for your actions. The grand jury also indicted Edward Guinness and Samantha Pearson of North Pole with offenses related to their role giving fentanyl to a man that resulted in his death. Heartbreaking news from the small village of Norvik, where a house fire is still under investigation. It claimed the lives of a woman and five minors, despite a quick response from fellow community members. A spokesperson for AST says temporary heating devices were found inside the home and also near the start site, but they're not officially confirming a cause. They also emphasize the importance of fire, smoke, and CO alarms. It was an older resident, um, and certainly, it, you know, there were some um, concerns about, you know, the electrical and the heating there. But exactly what the cause of the fire was is undetermined at this point in time. The deputy fire marshals, you know, were investigating the cause of the fire. And, of course, it's very challenging because not only do you have, you know, not much left of it, but an inch of ice covering pretty much everything. And Palmer, a judge, accepted a plea deal for the man who pled guilty to manslaughter in his wife's shooting death. His wife, a UAA staff member whose death left the couple's two sons, Without a mother, Carly Shrek tells us why the judge had concerns. After an emotional day in a Palmer courtroom Wednesday, a Superior Court judge took the night to consider a plea deal in the case of Michael Anthony Jackson. A Wasilla man troopers say admitted to killing his wife back in 2022, but his attorneys argue was in self-defense. That judge making his decision Thursday morning. Superior Court Judge John C. Cagle was unsure of a plea deal between state prosecutors and Jackson's defense attorneys. I am hesitant in one area of the agreed-upon sentence. The deal brought murder charges down to manslaughter for killing his wife, 43-year-old Christina Jackson, a founding member of UAA's pharmacy program who left behind her two children with Jackson when she was killed. As part of the plea, Michael Anthony Jackson would serve 20 years in prison with 13 of those suspended and five years probation. But it wasn't the presumptive range of time served that bothered the judge. I don't find that that's too lenient. What I do have a concern with is the five years probation. According to him, a five-year probationary period isn't enough for Jackson to complete necessary rehabilitative measures and that its length is comparable to that of a felony DUI, rejecting that portion of the plea and countering with 10 years probation. Do you need any time to think about it? I do not. Are you sure? Yes, sir. And you understand that this would be adding five years to the five years that you already agreed to for I probationary do. term? I do, Your Okay. With all parties agreeing, Jackson's case now comes to a close. The judge saying it is a priority of the courts to carefully consider the possibility of rehabilitation. In Palmer, Carly Shrek, Alaska's News Source. An Anchorage man's murder trial is underway nearly five years after the state said he killed his ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend while attempting to defend her. McKee Thompson faces first and second degree murder charges after the state told jurors Thompson and Robert Smith shot and killed Sosofia now on April 12, 2018. Prosecutors say when Thompson went to his, ex -mountain, his ex's Mountain View apartment, 
and started arguing with her, Thompson and Smith shot him 15 times with Thompson and the ex's 11-month-old baby right there when Finnow stepped in to defend the girlfriend. Yesterday, prosecutors played 911 sound and questioned witnesses who had claimed they heard gunshots. First responders also described how it appeared Finnow had been shot numerous times all over his body. The evidence will show, ladies and gentlemen, that Cecilia Finnell was killed at a moment when he was surprised, outnumbered, and overwhelmed. The defense did not offer an opening statement. Court resumes again on Monday when defense experts are expected to testify. There's probably, probably 40, 50 vehicles all piled up. And a terrifying few moments for those driving on the Kinnick River Bridge Thursday morning. A large multi-car pile up on the southbound side there of the highway near the Kinnick River Bridge. It left dozens of vehicles just entangled, sending multiple people to area hospitals and shutting the highway down for hours. AST says it appears this all started when a driver on the bridge began braking heavily to try and avoid hitting another vehicle, but then their vehicle lost traction and began spinning causing a third driver to hit the spinning vehicle and then creating a chain reaction. So we're out here. We're out here in the middle of a, an accident. People are getting crazy. It's terrible. There's cars, there's cars being smashed left, left and right. This sucks. This is not good. Luckily, I didn't get hit, but it's a mess. Here. Scott Herbert, who you just heard from, he says fog created low visibility on top of very icy road conditions. Troopers have not heard of anyone who was seriously hurt, but again, more than a dozen people were taken to hospitals. Main Road near Juneau now open. That is according to the Department of Transportation, but it says a complete closure is likely over the weekend. That's because of the forecast and the expected high avalanche hazard. DOT says those living in the area should take advantage of the road being open now to prepare for a future closure. A warning from an environmental group about what they say could be an unhealthy Alaska water situation. Lauren Maxwell tells us about the growing amount of tiny plastic particles. Plastic is generally easy to spot. In fact, at times it seems like it's everywhere. But a new report is talking about a very specific kind of plastic that's not so easily seen, microplastics. There's a lot of water out here. Yes. Yeah. There's plenty of water in Cook Inlet, but a sample taken here this summer, what did you find here? Revealed something else. There was an average of like 3.3 microplastics per liter um, in the Cook Inlet sample, and it was mostly microfibers. Microplastics are defined as plastic that is less than five millimeters in size, small enough to enter the human body. Microplastics come from a variety of sources plastic bags that break down, packaging, even the fibers from synthetic clothing. Over the summer, the Alaska Environment Research and Policy Center collected samples from 39 different water bodies in South Central Alaska. They found microplastics in them all. On one hand, this uh, was not surprising because plastic has been found in so many places in the world. It's been found on the top of Mount Everest, the bottom of the Mariana Trench, um, and there's a lot of different surveys that have found microplastics at really high levels. On the other hand, I 
was definitely disappointed that every sample that we looked at in, in South Central Alaska had microplastics. Scientists are still studying the health effects of microplastics, but many believe the particles have potential to cause serious problems up the food chain, especially as microplastics accumulate. Environmentalists say the answer is cutting back on plastic use. We need to turn the tap off, and that's the most important thing, is we need to stop adding more. After that, she says, we can work on ways to clean up what is already there. Lauren Maxwell, Alaska's News Source. We reached out to the Alaska Department of Conservation, which said it does not currently monitor or regulate microplastics here in the state. Still ahead, news out of Juneau, where a discussion with lawmakers over a bill to provide tax cuts for employers who invest in the child care costs of their employees. And tonight is her final newscast. Maria Downey was honored on the U.S. Senate floor. Hear what Senator Dan Sullivan had to say about our Alaskan upcoming. Frizzy day that's what we're going to be talking about as we welcome in the weekend with some parts of South Central seeing some snow. I'll have those details, but first, the sunrise, 934, sunset 450, 7 hours and 15 minutes of daylight. Good morning. We're back here on a Friday. If you're having to step outside, bundle up, Aaron. Also, feel for folks that have to leave their cars outside, too. I mean, we're talking about those wind chills staying bitter, bitter cold across the state. We've got uh, here in Anchorage, a wind chill of two below. Thankfully, wind's not much of a concern. Uh, further north, though, and to the west, we do have some dangerously cold wind chills. Uh, feels like 29 below in Unalakleet, 44 below as you head through Galena, uh, and then out towards uh, Anaktuvik, as well as uh, Fort Yukon. Those wind chills beginning to approach 60 below, uh, 60 below. That also includes a dead horse. We're seeing some sub-zero wind chills as far south as St. George uh, Cold Bay, seeing a wind chill of five degrees uh, this morning. We're still fairly quiet across mainland Alaska. Not much going on. We are seeing some increasing clouds uh, across coastal regions from the Aleutians uh, out towards uh, Prince William Sound. And of course, uh, increasing clouds and rain for southeast. We'll have more on what uh, is unfolding in southeast coming up in about the next 10 minutes. But as far as what we're dealing with across the state, we've got another trough that's di uh, digging south across uh, Alaska. And on the back side of that, that. We've got some colder air surging in. You notice the trough itself uh, taking more of an approach towards southwest Alaska. So this is where we're going to see some of the coldest air uh, as we welcome in the weekend. There's wind chill advisories, uh, wind chill warnings in place for a large portion of southwest where we're going to see some dangerous conditions in terms of that colder air uh, that is going to stay with us. Temperatures today likely uh, will only warm up into the uh, around three to six degrees as we head throughout the afternoon hours. Watch out for that freezing fog. Uh, as it will be possible, particularly along Kinnick River Bridge, out towards Kinnick Arm uh, and Cook Inlet region. That is where we're going to see that better opportunity for that freezing fog uh, as we head through the morning into the afternoon hours. Notice the trend here over the next several days. Uh, yes, we're going to see some increasing clouds, but the snowfall really hugging uh, eastern parts of south central. So thinking uh, more east of Sutton, uh, out towards Valdez, Thompson Pass, into the Copper River Basin. This is where we're going to see that better potential for some snowfall, uh, which should start as soon as tonight. You can see in the snow total forecast, at best, we may see some flurries here in Anchorage through the valley as well as out towards uh, parts of the Kenai. Uh, that should be uh, really the only thing we see with this system as the heaviest snow will occur uh, the further east you live. Valdez seeing the possibility for up to a foot of snowfall by Sunday uh, with even heavier snow to uh, snowfall totals occurring uh, through the Copper River Basin where we are seeing a winter storm watch. There is a coastal breeze possible uh, for Seward with gusts up to 40 miles per hour, 25 mile per hour winds in Kodiak. Uh, notice 
these temperatures continue to remain on the cold side. 24 degrees in Valdez, uh, 33 in Cordova, while Colcana makes it to 10 below. There is that winter storm watch that we're seeing, and that will stay with us through the weekend. Freezing fog possible into the valley today. Uh, those temperatures likely will sit near zero degrees with overnight lows easily dropping anywhere from about 5 uh, to 15 below as we head into the overnight hours. And then uh, looking ahead into the weekend and next week, just downright disrespectful. We're talking about those temperatures sitting uh, anywhere from zero to five below for those afternoon highs. Check out Sunday morning. Yesterday we were talking about a low of about seven below. We've lowered that to 13 below. Uh, so be prepared for bitter cold weather staying with us. There was a chance for some snow into next week and no signs of any significant warmth heading our way. Never thought I'd say I think I would welcome snow because we get it would be warmer. <laughs> you know, I'll take a I'll take a 20 degree day oh, right now. Yeah, something a heat wave. All right, thanks, Aaron, for the update. Alaska's lack of affordable child care, it is hurting working families and employers. That's part of the warning that lawmakers heard in Juneau from the Capitol. Political reporter Steve Kirch has details on the proposal that supporters say offers solutions. In the latest iteration of her proposed bill, the eligibility requirement benefits under the child care assistance program would be 105% of the median household income instead of 85%. And child care co-pays for those eligible would be capped at 7% of their household income. Colomb says out-of-pocket costs are currently preventing a lot of eligible families from participating in the program. Under the proposal, tax credits would be offered to employers who invest in their employees' child care cost. The tax credit would be capped at $3 million annually. Colomb was asked, if more families are eligible for the program and enroll, are there enough providers out there to meet the need? As many child care providers closed their doors during COVID, said one committee member. But the providers that we visited they still have space, they just don't have the workers. So that was my goal was like, let's get this injection of um, capital into this area. Let's, let's pursue other grants and whatever, but if we can get the private sector to kind of infuse uh, the capital, let's fill up those rooms that we know are there. Now, the proposed bill was heard and held in committee today as the committee chair said he's giving members until Thursday to introduce amendments to the proposed bill. Reporting from Juno, Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source. On the Senate floor, uh, the U.S. Senate floor, rather, Senator Dan Sullivan named the Alaskan of the week, and her name is Maria Downey. So if you haven't heard tonight, Maria will bid farewell to viewers after nearly 40 years of delivering the news to viewers just like you. She's retiring after a remarkable career. Yesterday on the floor, Sullivan highlighted the importance of journalism and the role of reporters in Alaska while praising Maria for her professionalism and poise. Maria Downey, longtime Anchorage journalist, news anchor, who for more than 40 years, Madam President, has brought Alaska's news directly to our homes and kept us informed about our state, our communities, our country with professionalism, sincerity, kindness, and grace. And be sure to tune in tonight at 6.30 for a half-hour special send-off for Maria. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcasts from Alaska's News Source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska's News Source app.